Pelotero Pickle, episode 75. This is the Hall of Fame edition. The dust is settled. Bonds is not in. We talk about it. We also get into NFL playoffs. It's a good episode. Check it out. Pelotero Pickle, episode 75. Is there a special name for 75th? I don't think there is. It's like not the century, not the half century. It's the middle. Three-quarter century episode, Pelotero Pickle. Joining me as always is Chris. Quick reminder, send us your emails with topic requests at pickle at Pelotero.com or on Twitter at Pelotero Pickle. We've got a Hall of Fame episode, literally, not figuratively. Dust is settled on the Hall of Fame. Chris, they got it all right, didn't they? No. That's my comment. No. Care to expand? So... Uh, David Ortiz, Hall of Famer, big poppy, the big father. Um, some controversy because maybe he did steroids, maybe he didn't do steroids. It was on the military report, but it was a false positive. But maybe he's just a good hitter because he beat Ken Griffey Jr. in a home run derby when he was 19. I think he's deserving as a player. Uh, he's the DH guy, which is a consideration. What are your thoughts on big poppy, big poppy? Boston legend. This is our city. The large father. Big Poppy is a Hall of Famer. And he gave me his Hall of Fame bat right here. That's why I'm holding it, Bobby. I am holding Big Poppy's Hall of Fame bat. And I'm going to hold it right here. I'm proud. David Ortiz should be in the Hall of Fame. What uh, what model is he working with there? What's he got? It's a DO34. No, it's a Poppy 34 custom cut 3. Can you describe the characteristics compared to other bats? Is it like a, I feel like you'd go like large barrel, 34 and a half, 32 and a half. When, what day was that bat made? 34 and a half, 32.3 actually. What's the date? Uh, I think it's 16, 6 1 15 actually, June nice. of 2015. Um, dude, the problem with all this is it's just a bunch of opinions. Like everybody's well, using- let's talk about Ortiz. Let's let's we're gonna get into that, but let's talk about Ortiz. David Ortiz is a Hall of Famer. So he's awesome. Five hundred forty-one career homers. That criteria puts him in the Hall of Fame by itself. What does? The fact that he signed a bat for me and he sent it over when I asked him to. So if I signed a bat for you, I would be eligible for the Chris Caldwell. I would never Famer. ask you for one, so no, you're not a Hall of Famer. <laughs> That's rude. Yeah, you're right. No, I, I really haven't done anything too deserving of uh, Hall of Fame votes. Uh, so you get 77.9% of the votes, 307 total votes. Uh, his career war is about one-third of Barry Bonds' war. So there's that. Uh, yeah. He was a great DH for a long time. He played in 2,400 games. He has an OPS career, 931. I think bigger than all that was his personality and just his, his clutchness. I don't know that what he did shows up in war. That's the thing. I, clutchness is a thing. He was very much embodied clutch factor. Obviously, anybody that followed his career, some of the biggest hits in Red Sox history, if not the biggest, probably has top out of the top 10, he probably has seven. So the guy's a hall of famer. He's a hall of fame caliber player. He's a hall of fame personality. He's a hall of fame, everything. The issue is there's not an objective measurement for any of this. So you want to go position specific and say this, this, and that, and then it just turns into a big popularity contest. And you've got these people that sit on their pedestal on their soapboxes. They're all coming up with their own criteria as to, to why they vote for somebody or why they don't. So their justifications all come from, Oh, well, based on this clause or based on this clause. And yeah, David Ortiz is a Hall of Famer. Duh, he rakes. A great hitter. It's not, there's, you can't sit here and say that one of the top 10 players of a generation that has the longevity that a guy like that did isn't a Hall of Famer. So at some point in, in his, in, in that 16 or 17 year run that he had as a player, he was one of the most dangerous hitters in the game, bar none. The things he did in the postseason, 
what he did for 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 Boston sports in general, uh, reverse the curse, blah blah blah. Nobody had won a World Series in Boston since, you know, Ruth or whatever it was, and he he changed those fortunes and then won three. So I mean, I think the story about? the storyline of him helping the, the Red Sox the the walk off hits against the Yankees, the the, the two walk off hits within twenty four hours or whatever the timeline was. Um, he was big poppy. He was like, he was the personality of the team. You had a lot of good players with him and Manny. And then you had Schilling and you had, you had some other good players, but poppy was, he was the personality. He was the, he was the big fun loving. I used to call him Shrek running around bases when he was hitting homers, but he was just, he was a fun, enjoyable, very talented, very successful player. Yeah. You're right. Criteria so, one, check, break. So on those team, on those Red Sox teams, who is the more dangerous bat, him or Manny? Probably Manny, to be honest with you. It, I, so I mean, Manny. Manny, so the, one of the biggest things, and this is fun because of your situation, so we can to talk about. Yeah, so, great. Bring it all out there. Who yeah, cares? well, if, if we got a storyline, let's lean into it. So PEDs is one of the biggest issues of the current uh, Hall of Fame voting situation. You got Bud Selig, who's in the Hall of Fame. Um, I'm getting cedared, by the way, if I sniffle too much. Cedar's getting me. Nice. So Bud Selig, who is like the ringleader of all of this in a lot of ways, because he wasn't enforcing it. He's in the Hall of Fame, getting to you know enjoy the perks of being a Hall of Famer. And then you've got Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and Pete Rose. Pete Rose, different circumstances, but legitimately three of the best players of all time not in the hall of fame bonds, bonds never failed his drug test um manny did fail drug test. manny was suspended for for steroids a rod was suspended for steroids uh roger clemens uh, allegations he was in uh was he in he never tested positive but he was in the book they were like the story of the trainer injecting him in the clubhouse or something. There was some story about that. Patrick shaking his head no, but he was he's been tied to steroids many times. It's just a bunch of conjecture. It's a, so many people like listen. The, here's here's the general rule I live by in the world, right? If there's a chance, if there's a chance, Bobby, that one person who has ties or implications to any of this is in the Hall of Fame based on whatever. And I guarantee you somebody's in the Hall of Fame that's taken a protein shake or whatever, w- literally whatever, because nobody even knows what this stuff is. Nobody knows. It's it's literally absurd like, to have these conversations. I feel like I live in the twilight zone because people sit here and want to act like they know better than everybody else. And it's wrong. So the fact is, take the best players of the generations, and they're still the best players of the generations. Not because they took a pretend enhancement drug or whatever the, they're called. It's all a joke. The best players of all time are the best players of all time, period. There's no steroid in the world that's going to make a guy a Hall of Fame-worthy player. That's just absurd. And the fact that people want to sit on their pedestals and tell people what's right and what's wrong – when they have all their own skeletons in their closet that they don't want to address is ludicrous to me. The hypocrisy in it is shocking. I feel for Barry Bonds. I revere him as one of the greatest hitters of all time. The story will go down in probably infamy. I mean, the the Veterans Committee will put him in the Hall of Fame because if they don't, they'll all be, you know, slammed upside the head or whatever. And the vote that for the vote for that era is next year. Yeah. Barry Bonds. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame next year. Like I, I typed out that tweet and I deleted it because I didn't want the, I didn't want the drama of it. But he's going to be in the Hall of Fame next year. Barry Bonds had a Hall of Fame career from 1980, whatever he got the big leagues, 87, 88 to 1998, and then had another Hall of Fame career, or he got to the league in 1985, I think. Uh, I can't remember. Was he like a? He was like a 400, 400 guy before he. Before any allegations, you realize the year the year that Sosa and 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 McGuire hit a hundred thousand homers was the year he got to 400, 400. and it was like 
a byline in a news story because they were in the home run chase. It, I mean, it's it's laughable to think that this guy could is not in the Hall of Fame, but it just goes to show you that when when you can't when you can't use objective arguments, literally just completely objective arguments criteria. How about we just do this? Set criteria for getting in the Hall of Fame. You got three thousand hits you're in. Maybe make it twenty eight hundred. I don't care. Whatever. Just set criteria. And 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 put in criteria. I know Patrick likes to talk about shorter careers and, and, and guys that are deserving based on on shortened careers. Okay, set some objective criteria for that too, because it shouldn't be a guy's fault if he gets hurt. If he had monster years, like Jim Rice in the Hall of Fame, he had a he had an abridged version, right, of a career, but had ridiculous years in there. So the only way this is ever going to not be a topic that is discussed this way is if there's objective criteria to get guys in the Hall of Fame. If you played this many years, then you have to do this, 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 or this. Period. And let's go from there. That way, I don't have to have these conversations anymore and have some guy that writes for the Boston Globe that got his feelings hurt one time not vote for David Ortiz and be the only baseball writer that didn't vote for him. Because all these people do is look for controversy. They want to be part of the story. They're trying to be part of the story. Because you're you're an idiot if you write for the Boston Globe and you cover the guy for 12 years and you don't vote for him. Did you see the story? There was a writer, I think, in San Diego. That they asked him about Derek Jeter. Yeah. Derek Jeter was one one vote shy of being unanimous. And the guy was like, oh, he's not eligible yet. Yeah, he'll get he's in like, there. What? No, you, you didn't vote for him, and he's the only reason he wasn't unanimous. It's absurd. And- the whole criteria is absurd. And we this is supposed to be the – the, the enshrinement of, of baseball lore and, and legend. And we got people that are voting that literally have no idea. I watched the whole, the, the whole bonds documentary that came out on ESPN was, was, was pretty cool because um, it just it recapped his career and you got to hear some stories, but it, I still don't understand these people who are, uh, you know, they're, they're talking about like these, they're, they're saying words like, you know, you chose money over integrity and, and now you want both. You want to have your cake needed too. Let me clarify one thing to everyone. Nothing Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens or David Ortiz ever did had anything to do with money. Let's, let's just be abundantly clear. These dudes wanted to be the best players, period. Barry Bonds wanted to be the best player of his generation because that's what he was. And then these other guys start coming in and getting headlines and what – and kudos and and kudos to Bonds. He said this. I revere Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. They brought baseball back when it needed to be brought back. Good for them. But let's not shit on these guys after their careers are over that that literally lifted the game up when it needed to be lifted up. It's unbelievable. Baseball's the only sport, I feel like, that just dogs their guys. Just dogs them when their careers are over. It's unreal, man. And Looking back on it, I'd just much rather have played golf, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, well, so Bonds and Clemens in particular, it was like they were too successful. So if steroid alligator, there's other guys in the Hall of Fame that have taken steroids. That's a fact. There's other guys that have been as attached to the steroid rumors. Patrick was shaking his head earlier about Clemens never testing. He never, I Googled it. He never tested positive. I think you're thinking of Andy Pettit. Who did test positive? And then right? said, "I'm sorry." And he said, "He's sorry." And then no, nobody ever bothered him. <clears throat> yeah, because if you do steroids and you just say, oh, "I'm just, yeah, yep, did it," I'm sorry. Then no, everybody's like, no, "Okay." Cruz has got cool. a got a hall pass, right? Starling Marte, Cruz, no big deal. Yeah. Let him go, man. Melky Cabrera. You know, you know what the problem? You know what my problem was is that I stood up for what was right because I actually didn't take steroids, and I I'm sitting here six years later still arguing it, and never got to play in the big leagues ever again. So like. God for hey, just keep your mouth shut. Go bury yourself in a hole, and then say sorry or move on, and and you're good. Like, what are we doing? What well, are we doing? The, the, thing with, the thing that I've always said about you to people, there's there's multiple circumstances around your, I'm doing air quotes, positive drug test, uh, like things like you went in early, which is like why would you ever do that if you were knowingly taking steroids? You just wouldn't. You'd wait to the last possible second. Um, the whole, like I've used the analogy that you're, you're in jail for a crime you didn't commit 
if a murder you didn't commit and the only way to get out is to provide the weapon, that whole deal. Um, but the other thing that I always tell people is like, because the people are like, why don't you just like say, sorry, I'm like, you can't apologize for something you didn't do. Like you can't, would it make your life easier? Maybe. Would it allow you to sleep better at night? No. Like it's just a bigger issue. Don't, just but, saying sorry. Like you, like for Andy Pettit, if he did it, yeah, own up to it. Yep. Did it. Move on. The entire, I mean, this takes us deeper into the teeth of all this, right? The entire anti-doping world has gone to, it's gotten to a point where the implications, listen, the whole cycling like angle at this, WADA was was formulated because of cycling. The World Anti-Doping Agency was created because of cycling and basically Lance Armstrong, right? And not necessarily Lance himself, but these dudes were trying to find ways to run probably the most difficult race on the planet. And they needed, they were trying to find an edge, right? So if you look into the stuff that they were doing cardiovascular capacity wise, their abilities from a, literally from a a fully athletic standpoint, right? Just sheer, lung capacity, uh, blood oxygen levels, things like that. So for whatever reason, people didn't like it, right? There, there were there was a section of people that didn't like it. And, and basically, I get it. You want to keep the level playing field and all that stuff. So what happened was this thing got out of control. The implication that baseball players, hitters, people who need no cardiovascular capacity – have literally no, like very limited athleticism, just just from a standpoint of what is considered run, sprint, uh, just general athletic qualities. And sure, you can say muscularity and physicality are helping, without a doubt. But they're not they're not taking guys from from borderline. Hall of Famers to the best player on the face of the planet. Barry Bonds was a Hall of Famer through and through a hundred times over. And again, the implication that he was sitting there and doing it and being the only guy that did it. So these people that get on these pedestals, the, the, the issue at large is, and this goes back to the crime thing, Bobby, if you look at it, right. I would much rather a bunch of guilty people be out on the streets than one innocent person ever be in jail. Right. And the fact that people think that they know or can act like they know or can hold people to a a certain standard. And in the Hall of Fame's case, it's how do I let one guy in and not let another guy in? Because it comes down to exactly what I said, Bobby. It's just a popularity contest. This is like third grade all over again. People fulfill their own predispositions in their head about whether they like, then they want to call themselves non-judgmental. They want to say, we're non-judgmental. Just stand up and say, I don't like the guy. That's why I didn't vote for him. Just stand up and say it. I would have so much more respect for people like Shaughnessy and and people that didn't vote for, for Barry Bonds if they just stood up and said, you know what? I don't like him. I'm not voting for him. Yeah, they play the whole morality clause, the character, whatever the, the rules are in the, in the voting stuff. At the end of the day, it's just a, it's a big, it's a big, uh, it's a massive melting pot of just a bunch of opinions that get thrown together and, and people want to stand on their high horse and say, this is why I didn't do it. And look, everybody's in search of attention. Everybody's in search of their own agendas. They're journalists. They're trying to get headlines. They love clickbait. That's what they get paid to do. Don't let, don't be in denial of that ever. So if you look at the the votes this year, Ortiz got in, very likable. Bonds and Clemens did not get in. We said earlier, Manny Ramirez, <clears throat> probably the more dangerous bat from a pure stat standpoint. Uh, more homers, more hits, more RBI. Manny might be the best right-handed hitter of all time. Better batting average, higher OPS, like across the board. Might be the best right-handed hitter of all time. Yeah. So less he had – in what 400 less at bats, he had more homers just across the board, better numbers. Manny being Manny, he wasn't the big boisterous personality, blah blah blah. Bonds clearly not. 
a friend of the press. Clemens, pretty stingy in his demeanor, I would say. Uh, Clemens came up with this big thing about like, look, I don't care. Like, yeah. My I don't think that I don't think any of them care. I'm gonna be honest with you, Bobby. The only reason people care is because it gets brought to their attention. Literally, Ortiz seemed like he cared. Ortiz had a big old celebration. Sure, but but at the end of the day, it, it's nobody's diminishing how 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 well you played or the impact you had on your teammates in your career. So when it, when push comes to shove, it's not you know it's not like it's a it's a it's an elu- exclusive elusive club to billionaireship or you know to free flights for the rest of your life or. What do you get? Do you get anything? Popeyes. No, you get a shrine. You get a. You literally get a. a bust. Get a bust. You get to go play golf up in Cooperstown. I'm, uh, and I'm not. I, I, listen, I'm a traditionalist. I love the history of the game, but it, it's gotten to the point where, and again, because of its information, that's that's shattering it. It's it, literally it's an overload of information, Bobby, and and people. Again, people are, are just finding their own opinions. People are, are talking about it more. Brady had a quote in uh, in Men in the Arena uh, in episode, I think it was eight or nine, where he basically said, we've gotten to a point in society where people just think they, they're, they're entitled to know all the stories and know all the stuff that goes on in the locker room. And it's just wrong. It's... It, I don't know when it happened, but it's unbelievable how much people think that they, they are entitled to or deserve to know every soundbite, every thought, every thing that is in anyone's head. And it's just, it's, it's wrong. And, and I'm telling you, because we're in this information age, words are spreading faster. People, I, dude, I didn't even know who the Hall of Fame voters were 20 years ago. I didn't care. I, I did, literally didn't care. Now, granted, you can call me young or naive at that point or uh, didn't pay enough attention. But the way we, we we gathered information, the way information was passed along was much, I don't know, slower or there was much less access. Now there's just too much information and everybody knows everything. So now you know who the voters are. You know every story about every guy that could have potentially come up. And because of that, people have written stories that, that aren't true, which me, leads me to my next point. Don't smoke crack? No. Okay, this is a great segue into topic number two or three or whatever we're on. We're gonna jump to Brady already. Well, I mean, we could. Yeah, that's why I paused. I didn't. We didn't need to necessarily. So yeah, the well, the I turned on ESPN yesterday morning, trying to get some pre-NFL news. I was just trying to see if anybody was injured, just get some storylines for the games, and ESPN opened up with a 15-minute segment about Tom Brady's retirement when Tom Brady. Hasn't retired. Literally came out and said, like, I haven't retired yet. I have not made a decision. But they're doing this whole – in the first 30 minutes, they did three separate segments about Tom Brady. Yeah. Again, this is literally what I just talked about. And it bothers me that people feel that they – it's becoming more about being being right sooner than everybody else. And it's terrible. It's literally terrible because it's leading to so much – crap it's just crap it's all crap yeah they they're really leaning into it the adam Schefter reported it and then the whole world said hey tom brady's retiring it was weird that tb12 like the training brand did something and then deleted it i thought that was kind of weird <laughs> curious if they have graphics ready or but if they made it don't you or... think it's a problem don't you think it's a problem that we have to read in to an instagram post that as a society, we're we're leaning into interpreting things by a lack their lack of a of a, a social media post or a social media post, and then think, we all, we all try to read between the lines, right? So you're trying to insinuate that you know what the person's thinking. Tom Brady's earned the right to make his announcement on his Thank terms. Yeah, on his terms, like he can call a press conference and say he's going to keep playing or not playing, whatever. But I I hate that Adam Schefter is trying to scoop it, and then just leaned into it. And then had a post, he had the, the initial tweet. And then two tweets later, he's like, the GM has not been told he's retiring. And then like the next 20 tweets are all about Tom Brady retiring. But, but, this, but this is case in point, the society we live in, right? If, if a story, any headline gets publicized and catches attention, doesn't matter if it's right or wrong, it, it's going to get run with, right? 
it's going to get run with. And because, and it's not, it's not humanity's fault. I don't think, but the issue is that I think generally speaking, we're misinformed a lot and we don't have enough attention span to be able to necessarily follow stories until you get to the roots of truth. Right. I E case in point would be my story. And if anybody's paid attention five and a half, six years later, sitting here going, ah, it's a little bit suspect. Probably like, I'm pretty sure I didn't do it, but it doesn't matter. Cause the headline was the headline. Cause the well, headline was the headline. That was the like, thing that got with, attention. With Brady, you get enough people saying the same thing and not to make this about politics, but this seems to happen in, in politics as well. You get enough people saying the same thing and then it just becomes de facto truth. It's just, but it's a 50, 50 proposition. Either he's going to retire. Or Tom Brady came out and said, I did not retire. He came like, it's just crazy to me that I'm sitting there watching ESPN, the supposed worldwide leader in sports, just blatantly lying to me for 15 minutes. And everybody, people will be like, oh, well, he might retire and he's probably going to retire. Well, he didn't. It's so a 50-50 proposition. So somebody's going to be right. Somebody's going to be wrong. It's a true-false question on a test. You got a 50-50 shot of getting it right. What happens is these topics get so contentious because people are trying to be more right than the other person and give all the reasons why instead of just letting the thing take its own course and, and play itself out the way the guy deserves for it to be played out. He's the greatest player to ever play football. And here we are sitting here arguing over his, his retirement or non-retirement. Yeah. I think, it, I think you could just let him call his press, press conference or do one of his corny videos that he does. Just let him do what he's going to do. He's Tom Brady. He's earned it. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. Uh, any other thing with the, with the Hall of Fame or anything? Any baseball news? There's not much. That either. being said, do you think Tom Brady's retired? <laughs> I don't. I don't know, and I don't care. This is like people. This is the classic. Like, hey, what do you? Who's going to win the game? I don't know. It's. I have zero. I'm not writing the lineup card. I'm not picking the plays. I don't know whoever scores the most runs going to win. Whoever wins has the most points. Is he going to retire? I don't know. He's going to tell us. Just yeah. Let him tell us. Like, well, I hate spending time speculating on stuff I have no control over well, drives me crazy. Now that you're a co-host of the most highly rated co-hosted podcast, this side of Mississippi that records somewhere between Sunday and Tuesday, you know, you have to have an opinion, Bobby. It's like opinions forced, and speculation are very different. I knew you were going. Forced, we're forced into having an opinion or having, or having an opinion is different than speculating on something that is not in my control. Sure. Are you asking me, do I think he should retire? Is that a question you're going to ask? I'll answer that question. Um, no, okay. I, I don't th that that I care less about. I actually care less about that than I do about whether he actually retires or not, or do whether you, you, do think, you think he, he should, should retire. retire. Huh? Patrick pre-show thought maybe he might go to San Francisco if anywhere. Ooh, Ooh hot take. Uh, listen, the guy can do whatever he wants if he wants to play cornerback next year or safety like i'd let him do that if he wants to be the head coach or the offensive coordinator i'll let him do that when players when players do stuff to the magnitude of what brady's done you just do whatever you want literally you're allowed to do anything you want i think you should focus on his new brady brand he should keep hawking the uh, ftx uh, crypto exchange Whatever, Uggs Boots, Subway. He's a busy guy. He's got a lot going on. Is I would. Uggs? I don't he think I would want to go out the way he, he was, did. I, I'd give it one more run. I would take my retirement tour. So I think this this ruins any chance of retirement tour. I thought it would be cool if he did no retirement tour. Now, like, it's either he's shutting it down or he's not. He's got one more year on his contract or no? I thought he had one more year on it. Yeah. So I'm not huge on the retirement tours. I get it. I get that like fans want their opportunity to say goodbye. I think he, Brady's a little different. I think the whole league has hated the Patriots for so long. And now he's at the, the, the only thing, the only thing that I, that about this whole situation that bothered me is so I didn't like the way he looked after the game. He looked very content. 
he, I mean, after the comeback, it just was so, it was so such a Brady like way to come back into the game, but the, the, it ended unbrady like Stafford made two really good plays and good for him. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. So Cooper cups kid is good. It's cup, but whatever, um, whatever. He's like, yeah. he triple like runs crown. low triple, and like triple, triple crown. Withers. Triple crown yards, receptions, touchdowns. Um, but I just didn't like the way he looked. He looked, it was the first time in his career. I saw him after a loss and he looked, he didn't look dejected. He didn't look upset. Um, in, a, in, a, in an important game and, and even the way the whole game played itself out, but he's gone through a lot and I don't know. What does I, that I mean? He's gone through a lot in terms of teammates and, and personality he's gone through. I, the, the thing that really, I think got me was when the whole Antonio Brown situation happened because he's gone to bat for this guy. Did you, you didn't watch the game. You probably didn't watch Tampa Bay as closely as I did, but when he won the, he, he walk off win against the jets, ridiculous drive, Pow, 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 12 seconds left, touchdown, corner of the end zone, whatever. And he looked when, more annoyed than anything else. Yeah, he looked, he literally looked disgusted. Yeah. I can't believe I had to do this again. And it just, I don't know. It, you know, you put your neck out on the line for a guy, then Godwin gets hurt. Uh, just dealing with like a bunch of different stuff, the, 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 the standard implications of being an NFL player, but. This year, I think, makes me recognize how great everything he did in the past was. Um, Have you considered the uh, the fact that if he's gone, Gronk is gone? Oh, yeah. Does that bother you? Yeah. I, I'm not watching the NFL. I watched zero snaps yesterday. Really? Zero. Pretty good games. Zero snaps. Uh, Joe Burrow is very good. Joe Burrow is the realist. I'm, I, there's a chance I watch football to watch him moving forward. He's pretty, he's, he's good. Yeah. The, uh, the chiefs in the third quarter was like when they stole MJ's secret sauce, whatever drink in space yeah. jam. Yeah. Like he couldn't hit guys out on the flat. Like he was just overthrowing guys for no reason. He goes from like sidearm slinging balls, like on the run, like he's a shortstop to guys in the end zone, like making these amazing catches to like not even being able to throw a 10 yard pass. It was crazy. But the, uh, the bungles, the Bengals did a good job. They, uh, they're, they're not the bungles anymore. They, I, uh, I tweeted about the, the McPherson kid, the kicker, uh, last week. Oh, he's nails. nails. That's the kind of, but Joe Burrow and, and this kid embody their, I'm going to call him Braditarian, Brady Terry. Brady Vinatarian. They, they What's the word for Jeter? The G G Jeterian. Jeterian, yeah. They have some char- characteristics. I, I Jordanian. Li- Jordan. Listening to Burrow speak, uh, it's it's very clear. There's no moment that overwhelms him. Uh, Did you that, see the quote that he had about the uh, the was Arrowhead Stadium might be as loud as the SEC stadiums? Yeah, yeah. They asked him. Um, they got like 30 more thousand people in those stadiums. Of course, it'd be louder. They, they, asked him, they asked him if it was surreal. And he's like, it's exciting. Just exciting. I mean, yeah, he's when cool. they asked a question about his necklace, if they're real diamonds. That, that was stupid. I saw that. I saw that <laughs> live, actually. Um, I'm, I'm not on the turtleneck with the chain over it. Look, I would have rather he went chain not over a turtleneck, but. He had he showed up as a swagosaurus yesterday, and he came with it. The guy just comes with it, man. It's it's pretty impressive. The whole team. He, he has potential to be to slide into the the Brady, like fashion plus football skills plus the whole like cachet thing. He's gonna start getting some deals. Yesterday, the during the game, it was like you what it was Patrick Mahomes in on the field, and every single commercial was Patrick Mahomes. Stupid State Farm insurance, whatever insurance company it is. Do I get the Patrick deal? Do I get the whole damn thing was Patrick Mahomes? They lost, which is probably, brutal. but that's probably why I'm off the NFL. No offense to Patrick. I just, I, I don't. The Chiefs can be really exciting. 13 seconds left in the game. They, they did what they did against Buffalo. It's, I mean, they can be really, really exciting. I just, I don't think they they're as solid as they should be for as exciting as they can be, if that makes any sense. 
And now, they're granted, like that's a team that's got a five, yeah, five straight AFC championship game. Um, they're like the Braves from the early nineties. I know. Um, really it's crazy, good. but it's crazy. And and let's be real: if Tom Brady wasn't in the league, the Chiefs probably have two more Super Bowls. Um, they would have they won the they would have won the AFC championship. Do, the Chiefs, do they have a Super Bowl? Does Mahomes have a Super Bowl? Yeah, they won a Super Bowl three years ago. Um. They, yeah. they, if they beat, they would have beat the Patriots in the, in the, if they would have beat the Pats in the AFC championship game, they win that year. Um, and realistically, they, they don't lose the Super Bowl last year if it's a non Brady led team. So the, uh, Bucks defense was nasty last year. White. Yeah. White I just remember watching White just make a thousand plays. Surprising as to why they played so poorly in the, Rams game. Yeah. Um, Stafford played great, man. But uh, Burrow is nasty. He's There was one play where he, like, evaded a sack. He was, like, sprinting toward, toward the sideline, and some lineman was chasing him down. He, like, looked at him and, like, jumped out of the tackle. <laughs> he was, like, the coolest thing ever that hit a guy for a first down. It was, like, or maybe he ran for a first down. Whatever it was, it was, like, if Brady was mobile, that's what he – if he could have done that, it would have been incredible. Don't, don't question Tom's mobility. Brady would have been stacked 12 times in that one play. Over a thousand rushing yards for his career, man. A long time. <laughs> uh, the other game, Jimmy G versus uh, what's his name, Stafford. What's his name, Stafford? Nice. Is uh, should Detroit? I saw somebody on on Facebook post this. Should Tiger? Should Lions fans be happy and want Stafford to win? Uh, who cares? This is like people. This is like a, a very poor man's should Pat, Pat's fans be happy for Brady winning? It's the poor man's version of that because the, the the Lions were never good or never won. So should you be happy for your guy if you were a Stafford fan for a long time and he leaves and first year goes to the Super Bowl and wins it? Are you happy? Or are you? Pissed? I've just come to terms with the fact that I only root for players. I don't root for teams. So I don't know. I, I don't know what it's like to be a fan that has no attachment to individual athletes or that is more attached to a, a team than an athlete. So I don't know. I, I, I would be happy for Stafford. I think that he's, he, I mean, kid played his butt off in Detroit for years and years and years and just kept getting his teeth kicked in. They couldn't put together a, 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 a good team. So yeah, I'd be happy for the guy. He earned it. I don't. I don't think the Lions fans will be. I think they're. I think Lions more, fans. More Lions based. fans aren't allowed to be happy since the day Barry Sanders retired. I saw a highlight video of Barry Sanders the other day. He was a video game. He was. He was doing like the way he ran. It was like he was like wide and low, and he could like when he did a spin move, he would gain so much ground. It was crazy. He had so much start stop ability in different directions that was. Yeah. nobody's ever been able to do that. So guys would be coming at full speed and go to make a tackle. He'd just stop on a dime and, and, and get to top speed almost immediately changing directions. That was what was special about him. Yeah, he was instant top speed. Uh, Super Bowl pick? Are you going to watch Super Bowl or are you going to be anti-Super Bowl? Uh, I'll probably watch some of it. I'll have some squares, I bet. So I just care about the numbers that come out at the end of the quarters. I'm on Burrow, so I mean, if it was going to be if it was Chiefs Rams, I probably wouldn't watch. I think the uh, the league probably wanted Chiefs Rams, right? Yeah, but the underdog story is way better in the NFL in the NFL than it is than the than the favorites story. Better story, but is it better viewership? I I felt like I I felt like uh, the Super Bowl is going to get ratings no matter what. So like San Francisco. Uh, Cincinnati, we've gotten 12 fans watching. Uh, I nah. thought the Chiefs, the Rams were the, the game that the NFL would want. Roger was in Kansas City. Roger of was, course he was, yeah. But the my, here's the thing you think he goes to Cincinnati if the game's in Cincy? I don't think so. No, here's the thing <laughs> the, the storylines that are good are either sustained greatness, i.e., Tom Brady. And wanting to knock somebody off the mountain, right? Which is, that's what Brady was, has been on top of the mountain forever. Or the underdog story. Those are the, those are the two things that, that have the most cachet. 
it, sure, watching Matthew Stafford and the Rams play against uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, if you were a betting man early in the year, those are probably two of the teams that you had in the Super Bowl. Like Tampa Bay was in the conversation. The Packers were in the conversation uh, in the NFC. And, it, you know, in in the AFC, like it was the Chiefs and everybody else, maybe the Bills probably because Josh Allen's getting really good. Um, but no, but the Bengals weren't even in the conversation. They won two, would they win two games last year? Um, two games, uh, two or four, I think four, maybe, but it doesn't. And Burrow was hurt. hurt. Yeah. Burrow was hurt. The guy's a stud. The guy's been a stud. It's a fact. It's a fact. Over, over under for preseason wins was how many? Four. I that my chat. Let's do the chat here. Yeah. Producer Patrick's a football fantasy football savant. Five and a half for the for the Cincinnati. Five and a half. I'll take the over. Joe Burrow's gonna win some ball games. Uh I had one other topic that just came to my mind. Uh Ronald Acuna videos on Instagram. Pretty good. Ronald Acuna can hit. I hope he stays healthy. There was uh who was the conversation? Was it with Ferbs the other day? About uh triple crown, potential triple yeah. crown winners. Yeah, it was a good. It was a good conversation. That would have been good for pickle. So let's bring it here, Sans Ferbs. Uh, he was talking about the triple crown very loosely, and Patrick continued to reinforce the fact that the triple crown is difficult to achieve. Yeah, but he was he was so Acuna has been posting a bunch of videos, lambasting baseballs on Instagram. Yeah, good, but it's BP awesome videos. Players. His swing is awesome in the ball explodes off his back. Yeah, but his swing has always been awesome and the ball's always exploding. Yeah, but it's just it's fun to like be scrolling Instagram and seeing like high school kids and college kids and then Acuna holding a lightning rod in his hands and just his swings over immediately. Um so the argument Ferbs was asking about I think he might have thought stolen bases were involved in the triple crown the way he was talking. But Acuna, my argument was I think Acuna strikes out too much. Could he address that maybe? But I think it's tough to win the triple crown if you're not putting the ball in play. Because it's losing. tough to hit 286 and win the triple crown. Well, he hits 286 because he strikes out so much. Sure, great. Uh, I also think it's gonna be tough to win the triple crown in the league with Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis Jr. And dudes that hit 330. Like you get a little guy like Adam Frazier that's in the National League that is a 300 to 330 guy every year, and I mean. Winning the Triple Crown is incredibly difficult because if you're going to have that much production, having that high of an average is difficult and vice versa in some capacity, right? Like guys that hit 330 generally hit 30 and knock in 100. They don't hit 49 and knock in 188 or whatever. Like the Triple Crowns, it's almost unattainable until it is. Int is int. Um, because those are... I mean, there's always there's always somebody right there. You know what I mean? Yeah, leagues leagues are very very talented. A lot of depth in terms of talent. So, um, I think Trey Turner's was an one. example, by the way. Patrick Adam Fraser was an example, but Adam Fraser hit 300 last year. So, like, he's a little guy that's he's more worried about hitting for average. He made a comment: Adam Fraser's a career 281 hitter. Not that 281 is a bad career average, but you know, you got guys who are like batting average guys that are that are still trying to get their hits. Um, I think Harper Harper's a guy that if he could drive in some runs, if there's people on base for him. He's he's got a chance. If he just needs to have one of his hot years, he might have a down year this year because he was good last year. He seems like he's really hot or cold. Uh, it's just tough to win the triple crown. It's just really tough. Castellanos might be a guy. In a lot of ways, you're picking one. Castellanos it, is a guy. I'm gonna no no chance. I'm gonna tell you right now. Talking about no chance. He was no. he was fourth in batting yeah, average, seventh in homers, triple. and sixth in RBI yeah, last year. Yeah, no chance to win the triple crown. It was six homers, 13 RBI, and 12 hits. Got no chance to win the triple crown. He's got <laughs> That's how hard it is. I'm trying to make the point that it's difficult. Nick Castellanos cannot win the triple crown, period. He's in, in, in the league consideration. He's a 
top 2% you chance You just guy. said Ronald Acuna would have trouble winning the Triple Crown because of Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis, but we're not going to sit here and say it's going to be harder for Nick Castellanos to win it when he has to deal with Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna, and Fernando Tatis? I'm just saying, in terms of the leaderboard... He's not going to win the Triple Crown. In terms of the leaderboard... Sure. Great, Bobby. Still not going to win it. Top seven in every category. Cool. He's the only guy that's top seven there's, in every category. But there's three guys that we mentioned that you said that you're like, this guy can't win because of these other two, but now you're insinuating that this other guy could win, not because of these other three? I think Castellanos has a better chance than Acuna. Okay, great. Nobody's going to win the Triple Crown. The, the, the question is, who has the best chance? Who has a chance? Soto, Harper, Castellanos has to be in the conversation. Freddie Freeman doesn't hit enough homers. Uh, that's it. Votto is uh, for average. If you look at the leagues, I mean, Vladdy almost won it last year because Vladdy's the only guy that I think across the board is really good at all three. Just like he's the one guy, and this is the point I was going to get at. As a hitter, you almost have to pick one or the other. You have to pick one. And I'm not saying like you can't, I'm not saying you can't hit 45 in a year where you hit 330, right? Miguel Cabrera was that good that he did that. But if you're a really good hitter, you're you're going to sacrifice a little bit of your, of your production and your pop. Vladdy is the type of guy that to me almost doesn't have to. And that's why he's in he's in the conversation. He's the only one to me that I'm, you know, you have to strike Lightning has to strike to win the triple crown. I agree. Day and age. <clears throat> Vlad is the only well, I'm one. Gonna, I'm going to stick to Castellanos as a, as a guy. Putting, putting Nick Castellanos in this conversation makes me want to slam my head up against the wall. I think Nick Castellanos is a nice player. Played against him in He's double. He's 100% in the conversation. He would need to have a career year, and he would need some help. Okay. That's what everybody right. needs I do. don't want to talk about it anymore. This is the same thing. I don't know why you're getting so upset about it. Because he's not the other three. Because the way you presented it, like it would be really hard for Acuna to win the Triple Crown because of the other two. And then you're like, nah, like Castellanos yeah. in the conversation. Because Acuna doesn't hit for average. He has the pop. I don't know if he's hits in the right place in the lineup to drive in runs. The whole team drove in runs last year, but I. I just think he's in the conversation. Acuna can hit for average because he uses a big part of the field. Castellanos can hit for average because he uses a big part of the field. The only advantage Castellanos has, he plays in Cincinnati, which is a homer dome. If he played in a regular park, he wouldn't even that he wouldn't scratch the surface of being in a in the triple crown conversation. Like if he played in Washington and not Cincinnati. I love when I'm right and you just won't allow yourself to admit it. It's my favorite because I just keep leaning into it. There's and, no right. There's literally you can't. You can't, you're saying right. There's no rightness here. He's in the conversation. Great, like, Bobby. You're not. I didn't say you were wrong. He's not going to win the triple crown, and the reason why is because of the other three guys. He has a better Four chance. Than, is all I'm saying. He's a better chance than who? Acuna. Okay, great, awesome. He's not going to win the triple crown, so it doesn't matter. So, so Soto doesn't hit for as much power. As Castellanos? Correct. He hasn't. He hasn't. He hasn't. Stop it. He's 22 years old. He could, but he hasn't. Stop it. I'm just, I'm just looking at the stats and the facts. The facts, the figures. We're over this. Great topic. reference if anybody picked that up. It's over. I'm over this topic. Clearly. Clearly. Acuna's nice, though. I hope he stays healthy. He's, he's really, electric. really good swing. And uh, great hair. And flow. And are drip. the Braves going to bring back Freeman? Nothing Is baseball even going to happen? What? Is baseball even going to happen? Well, I mean, at some point. Maybe they'll just stay in. Imagine staying in a lockout forever. That'd be awesome. If they just quit, like yeah, MLB baseball, baseball ceased to exist. And college baseball became the big – college baseball is going to benefit massively. From I hope so. I tweeted about that last week. I really hope people go crazy. Just leaning in. 
I mean, college baseball is already cool. It's starting to get a ton of traction, which is good. So, this I mean, is, it's hard because there's the talent so spread out, and you can watch two really good teams, and there not be a competitive game. It depends on situations. Well, I mean, there's just there's much more access to to broadcast than there ever was. That's so, true. I mean, how many uh, how many assumption baseball games were streamed back in the day? All. Any? ESPN eight. I don't think any Vermont games were streamed. Nah, Maybe they might have had like a radio broadcast through like dial-up internet. I mean, literally, if you if you're on if you play in the SEC or the ACC, if you're Power Five, you can see you can see all the games on a television network. It, it, it literally have cable and have the ACC network or SEC network. You can watch all those games on television. The yeah, idea of that is so ridiculous. The only games you used to see on TV was was the College World Series. Nothing else was on TV. You'd see BC play against the Red Sox, and that was it. Yeah, spring training game. That's it. I think it's awesome. I, I, I think it's a huge opportunity for, for the college players now with the NIL stuff to, to lean in. I think social media is going to explode for college baseball this year. Well, hopefully we get a bat flip that goes higher than the ones last year. That way we can talk about it on the show. Uh, we'll have – season starts in a couple weeks. We'll have, we'll have baseball to talk about finally. Is that it? I'm done. Patrick, any post show that we need to talk about? I'm done. How's the snow? Terrible. How many? So the store, you guys had a, what they call it? A billion it? feet. It was something bomb, like a, a snow bomb. So what they called it? It was between 24. It was 22 to 34 inches, depending on the area. Where you are? Where'd you get? Because the, the, the way this, the storm was like circulating, it was going counterclockwise into the coast so it's bringing the moisture in 28 12 24 straight hours of snow really didn't stop um my mom and mother-in-law got like eight inches 10 inches they said they had trouble measuring because there's so much wind yeah north north was uh north the coast got hit the worst did better than than east yeah how do your dogs do with that do they hate the snow oh yeah Bolt like kind of leans into it, but he doesn't really get it yet. So he'll just eat it and then do some weird stuff. Clutch won't go outside. He's a baby. Yeah, he's he's snob about that. He's a snob about everything though. Sneeze, must sneeze. Uh, take us out. That's it. Here's in here's in hopes to saying that Tom Brady's still a football player next week. On that note, pickle out. Oh!